Welcome to the Messy Wonderful Podcast, where we're spilling all the deets on how we travel with little kids and a bigger family, plus tons of insight into our family's adjustment to our oldest son's diagnosis with autism at age three. Hey y'all, I'm Kimberly, wife, mom to three kids ages five and under, full-time CPA, and now blogger. So grab your coffee, glass of wine, it's a Diet Dr. Pepper for me, and let's do those dishes, the laundry, chauffeur those kids around, or whatever you have on your task list today. We'll do it together because life may be messy, but it's oh so wonderful. Hey guys, real quick before we start today's episode, I want to let you know that we decided to break it up into two different parts. So we it was getting to be about 40 minutes and that's just too long. We are here to keep things short and sweet for y'all. So today is part one and next week you'll hear part two. Enjoy. Hey y'all, welcome back to another episode of the Messy Wonderful Podcast. I'm so excited for today's episode because it is actually one of the I guess you could call it flagship blog posts that Chance and I created when we first started the Messy Wonderful blog. And today we are going to talk about the most helpful advice for flying with a toddler and or baby. Now, I would not call us professional travelers in any way, but we do travel a decent amount for having full-time careers and Three kids, five and under. Obviously, our travel has changed a little bit since the pandemic. But prior to the pandemic, we really didn't drive anywhere. 90% of our travel was on an aircraft. And I've personally always loved flying since I was young. And this is something that Hunter actually really loves now too. So it's, you know, you wonder... Does he love it because it's sort of innate personality trait that he likes flying? Or is it because he's been flying since uh, his first flight? He was uh, barely three months old. But I'm a very methodical, strategic person by nature. So planning things out efficiently is literally just a part of my normal day. It is just how my brain works, how it's wired. Sometimes it's a really good thing and sometimes it's a really bad thing. Chance worked for Delta Airlines when we lived in Atlanta, and we were able to travel almost monthly if our work schedules allowed for it. And sometimes we would even travel two to three times per month for long weekend vacations. Definitely those memories of pre-children fun. I was so proud of myself, y'all, when I had gotten our rhythm down for flying standby, because to fly free, we were flying standby. And so we would only bring carry-on luggage because sometimes we didn't know where we were going. We didn't know what flight we'd be on, if we had to change airports at the last minute. So we always carried, we always used carry-on luggage. It took a few times of refining the process, especially with liquids, right? That was That's always the biggest um, bottleneck. But I had it down to a science, y'all. We'll enter an infant and our entire game plan had to change. This was completely new territory for us. And, you know, it's partly because we were brand new parents and we were brand new parents traveling with a toddler. And man, oh man, do kids, especially infants, come with a lot of stuff. So the carry-on days were over. 
And especially with the first kid, y'all, we brought everything, you know, all those memes and jokes that you see about parents with the first kid and five suitcases. We weren't really that bad, but we definitely did have a lot. And I want to give you a spoiler alert. I learned along the way that the Walmart, Target, Walgreens, all of those places in Orlando, Salt Lake City, Indianapolis, and so on, they have the exact same things that we have here, y'all. So I did not need to be packing as much as I did. Our first trip with Hunter was to go skiing in Park City when he was three months old. And we were lucky that this first trip was with my entire family. So we had plenty of adult hands to help us out. It was five adults and one baby, but we had so much stuff on this trip. And it was just a huge change from how we had become used to traveling with our one rolling carry-on suitcase each and a backpack. Hunter's first international flight to Costa Rica was at 10 months old, and that was a new experience too. We actually had to apply for his passport somewhat quickly, and in the shuffle, we forgot to apply him for global entry. Chance and I had been longtime members at that point. So then we had to wait in a very long line in customs upon our return, which is something we had gotten very used to not doing. And I told Chance while we were waiting in line, I was like, you need to book that global entry appointment for Hunter as soon as we get home. And while we haven't traveled internationally with Gage or Beckett yet, Gage has his passport in global entry and we are just waiting at this point to get Beckett's passport and global entry until the new baby's here. And we're gonna do both of them at the same time. Okay, so let's get in now to how and what to pack. So over our trips, we've developed some basics that apply whether it's a one-hour flight, 12-plus-hour travel day, or an international flight. And then we have some things that kind of change based on how many hours our travel day is, what the transportation might look like on the other end, that sort of stuff. We also make a conscious effort to reduce the amount of stuff we bring now. Some people don't feel that way, and that's totally okay too. Flying with a toddler or an infant, it's not an exact science. Every kid, every parent is different and has different needs and preferences. So if it makes you feel better to pack the whole house in the kitchen sink, you go for it and you own it. But we are here to tell you that traveling will be so much easier and more enjoyable if you're not lugging a ton of unnecessary stuff. We actually no longer bring a stroller through the airport with us. Um, subject to change when the baby, when the fourth baby gets here, but I honestly don't see that happening. We had a canceled flight back in 2018 when Hunter was 19 months, and I was about six months pregnant with Gage at the time. When they rescheduled our flights for the next day, and it was like super early the next morning, we had a 20-minute layover. 20 minutes, y'all, to get off the plane and onto the next plane. That's cutting it close without a kid, without having to wait for a gate claim item. But we literally had no choice but to check the stroller because we knew that we were going to be running. But OMG, y'all, it was so easy to not have a stroller that we have literally never looked back. So ever since then, we use the car seat strategy and baby wearing strategy if you have a little infant to move quickly. And I'm going to kind of tell you about that strategy. But I want to mention a side note. 
Some people aren't aware that you can bring a car seat on a plane. We can tell you from experience that you definitely can as long as it complies with the FAA requirements. So just make sure you check your car seat and you see that on there. And if you're flying with a toddler who's a ticketed passenger, so like you've paid for a ticket, they're not a lap child because maybe they're over two or you just wanna buy them a ticket, then I think having a car seat on board for them is extremely beneficial, especially between like that one and a half and four-year-old range because you can buckle them in and they can't go anywhere. Woohoo. Okay, so let's go to the airport. So this is, so this is gonna come from a perspective. So like I said, this was one of like our very first travel post. And we haven't really gone to many places since we've had Beckett because he's a pandemic baby. So this is really going to speak to having two kids, two little kids, um, like a toddler and an infant or two toddlers. This system is going to be your bread and butter. So Hunter uses his travel car seat in the car to go to the airport. It's forward facing only. So when Gage was little, when he was like 12 months old, he couldn't use it. So Gage used his travel seat in the car, but Hunter uses it on the plane because Gage at 12 months was a lap child. So we have a dolly and y'all make sure you go check out the show notes because we've got like pictures and I've got like some diagrams and it shows you how to make all of this happen. But basically we have a dolly that we attach the car seat to. And it serves as a stroller throughout the airport for Gage because he gets buckled into the car seat. The car seat then goes on the dolly and you just wheel the dolly through and you can pull it behind you or push it in front of you. We tend to pull push it in front of us so that we always have eyes on our kid, but sometimes Chance will pull it and I'll walk behind Chance holding Hunter's hand And that way I can see Gage and it makes it easier for Chance to be able to pull it. But then when we get on the plane, Hunter sits in that car seat because Gage was on our lap at the time. And so it kept Hunter securely in one place. So then we get to the destination. Gage goes back to using it for the car. And we have Hunter's checked car seat that we dropped off at the baggage check. We have that for him. One of my biggest tips is to be ready for security. I think this is probably one of the probably scariest moments of the whole flying experience for a lot of parents. So know, make sure you know that the kids cannot be in any type of baby wearing device, car seat, stroller, etc. I've heard of a few people being allowed to leave their baby in an infant wearing device, but we've never had any luck, even when the baby is sleeping. We also have TSA PreCheck, which is included with our global entry membership, FYI. And I just refuse to be the slow person holding up the PreCheck line. So we're ready to go. It's so much easier when both of them can walk, like infinitely easier. Thankfully, Hunter was able to walk before Gage was born. So we've never had to hold two at a time. We've always been able to like put somebody down. With pre-check, it's super great because you don't have to take your liquids out of the bag. However, and this is a really big however, y'all. If you have certain approved liquids over the 3.4 ounce threshold, which is allowed when you're traveling with an infant or a toddler, you will want to take those out. 
even if the TSA agent tells you you don't have to. Trust me, if you don't take them out, they will search your entire bag. That same bag that you have strategically packed. So leave your 3.4 ounce liquids and more in an easily accessible side or top compartment and just throw them on the conveyor belt separately outside of the bag when it's your turn to go through security. So this way, they only have to swab the bag holding the liquids. They might test the liquids, maybe swab your hands, but you have just saved them from having to unpack your bag. And more importantly, you've just saved yourself from having to repack your bag. If you're traveling through security with a car seat or stroller, be polite and respectful, but advocate if your stroller or car seat is not going to fit through that conveyor belt. We had a TSA agent here in New Orleans assure us that our stroller would fit. This was our pre-stroller checking days and that it had to go through the scanner. I knew it wouldn't. I mean, I could look at the box, the square that went through, you know, where the stuff passes through to go into the scanner where they look at it. And I was looking at our stroller and y'all, I knew it wouldn't. And what do you know? It got stuck. It scratched our stroller up, which was a thankfully inexpensive stroller, but it also held the line up while they worked it free. Chance doesn't like to make a scene and asked me to put it through like they said, and I have never made that mistake again. So again, I politely and respectfully advocate for our belongings, letting the agents know that we travel often and know for a fact which items do and do not fit through the scanner. They are welcome to do whatever tests, swabs, etc., to both the items and to us, but we won't be ruining any more of our travel equipment. I wouldn't say I really have had many issues with this since then. That's kind of been like the only time. Usually when you tell them it's not going to fit and we've done it before, they kind of like, okay. So I hold the I hold both boys' hands after loading like my backpack and my purse onto the conveyor belt. And then Chance handles getting all of the other gear loaded onto the belt and passing the agents any items that don't fit. He'll get swabbed, stay with the gear. Sometimes I get I stay with the gear and get swabbed, but I'll grab as many bags as I can on the other side while still holding the boy's hands. And then Chance will grab anything I can't once he's finished with everything else. And it just kind of sits all there, like right at the end where they're doing the bag swab. So it's really not a big deal. The other great thing about TSA PreCheck that I want to add is you don't have to take shoes off. So that's really, really great when you have little kids and stuff like that. So if you don't have PreCheck, make sure to be conscientious of your shoe choice. Um, Sandals, slip-ons, things like that are going to be your best friend. Once we're through security, we find a refill station to fill up the boys' water bottles. I admit that I'm a water snob. I know it's ridiculous and I have to buy a fresh bottle, but all of the boys in my family are totally fine with just the refill stations and they they drink a lot of water. We'll do any other regrouping that we need to, any other food purchases right away. Time, I swear y'all, time just seems to pass so much more quickly with little ones. I, I, I don't know what it is, but you can't wait until the last minute for anything except the restroom. Right before it's time to board, Chance and I take turns using the restroom and then we make sure that Hunter goes, there's a fresh diaper. If somebody's wearing diapers, we do all of that as close to boarding the plane as possible. But a pro tip, use a nighttime sized up diaper to extend the life of a diaper on a plane. We rarely change a diaper on an airplane unless it's a poop situation, 
And you're guaranteed to probably have at least one at some point during a trip. But unless we have that, we can usually make an entire flight without having to change a diaper. We typically fly Southwest these days out of New Orleans. Um, We have a companion pass currently and we use the family board, which gets to go between A and B boarding groups. And this is where it's also way easier to not have a stroller to check. You have to have the stroller all picked up before you go down the jetway, no matter which airline you fly, by the way. But it's easier to have Chance's hands free to help with the kids and bags instead of him worrying about collapsing the stroller, carrying it, dropping it off. So that was really easy when it was just Hunter, but I can definitely tell you that that would be way tougher with multiple kids, especially being pregnant. Like it's just not worth it. So this is also why we stick to all backpacks for carry-ons. I remember on our first trip with Hunter when he was three months old and just one kid, I used our big, like really big traditional diaper bag and that was just a no-go. Using backpacks, it like, it frees up your hands and you constantly need your hands with little ones, but it's just like, trust me, stick to backpacks. Don't do like the shoulder bags or anything like that. We already have Hunter loaded into the car seat that's on the dolly, remember? which fits down the plane aisle. So he's ready to go. Literally, we just take the car seat off the dolly and throw it into his seat and he's good to go. And I'm usually holding gauge or something. So make sure you kind of practice with all of these at home. Like if you're going to use the dolly system, like practice kind of with your loading unloading process because it can it can seem a little stressful and overwhelming if you've got like people behind you in the aisle and, and stuff like that. Um, I also want to add a note that if you have a second little one who's small enough to be in a baby wearing carrier, that's like super ideal at this time. We were able to do this up until Gage was about a year, but he's a big boy and you know now he can walk. And so that's just way easier. But do know if you do decide to go the baby wearing route, you do have to undo the straps for takeoff and landing on the aircraft. I, I don't think that's a big deal. I just didn't know that the first time that I flew with Hunter. So I just want to mention it to you. All right, we're on the plane, y'all. Are you exhausted yet? Because like I'm kind of having fun reliving these days and all of this stuff, but all right, time to start cleaning the plane. And I would say things are probably cleaner now uh, in in our post-COVID world, but I did this way before COVID started. I keep a couple of the Clorox travel size disinfecting white packs and I make sure they're readily available. That's where my purse comes into play, right? The one that I'm, my crossbody purse. I keep our boarding passes in there, my phone's in there, my license is in there, and we have disinfecting wipes in there. So the minute we get on the plane and we're out of the aisle, I start wiping down everything. Seats, armrests, buckles, window, window shade, back of the seats, tray tables, everything. Planes are gross on a good day. So while I'm doing this, Chance holds Gage so that he doesn't touch anything and he kind of keeps Hunter occupied from doing the same. Once I'm done wiping, Chance gets the car seat properly strapped in while I hold Gage. I could do it, but Chance is way better at it and way faster. So like I said, Chance's backpack goes in the overhead bin and mine goes down by the feet. The boy's share bag goes in front of Hunter and then Chance's legroom is clear. From this point on, we prep for our in-flight experience. And I use quotes with that because it's not the same in-flight experience that you would normally think of. Hunter always reads the safety guide and it's the cutest little thing. 
We get our bottles, sippy cups, water bottles out and ready. If we have pacifiers, puffs, goldfish, whatever we're utilizing to keep the kids swallowing during the plane's ascent, we get all of that ready. During this time, we're kind of usually people watching during the boarding process. We're looking out the window to talk about everything we see going on. Maybe we'll be lucky enough that we're sitting near where they can see the baggage being loaded. But we never pull out the toys. I repeat, do not pull out the toys. You have a long flight ahead of you. Even if it's not long, it's going to be longer than you think. Don't burn your entertainment while there's live action going on. I mean, you have tons of things to watch with little kids. Once we've reached our cruising altitude, we have this little tray table for Hunter. If it's a long flight, I will say if we're just flying to like Orlando, we don't pull this out. But if it's over about an hour and a half to two hours, we do pull his little tray table out and it just gives him a space because the plane table doesn't reach him. So then the tablets, the headphones, the other activities, they can start coming out. If we can also plan a flight around nap time, snack time, that's ideal, but that's sometimes easier said than done. Uh, Sleeping or eating kids usually equal easier kids. So that's why we aim for it. But again, it doesn't always work out. So also, don't forget to ask for lids on all of your cups when the flight attendants are giving you drinks. I didn't really realize at first that they had lids. And then they asked if Hunter wanted a lid. And I was like, yeah. And then it took us by the next flight. I was like, no, no, we all need lids. And then I also would tell you to get the youngest kids one of the cups that the flight attendants give. Because I swear that entertains Gage for like a solid 10 minutes because he doesn't usually um, he doesn't usually have a cup like that. So that was a cup and a straw was entertainment for 10 minutes. Take it. We've also used the trick of putting a disposable table cover on the tray table for a while now. It stresses me out so much less that they, them and their food aren't touching the nasty tray table and buy a super interesting design for your child because that in and of itself, again, provides entertainment. So again, you know, we we haven't really adapted this to three because poor Beckett's a pandemic baby. Now we're going to have to adapt this to four. But, you know, we're also remembering at the same time that, you know, Hunter and Gage need us less. They're more self-sufficient, you know. So while we still have a toddler and a baby to deal with, we and, and two other kids that we need to be mindful of, you know, it's, we are outnumbered, but it's not, thank goodness, it's not like we have triplets. So we don't have triplet infants or triplet toddlers at one time. We've got a couple of other, you know, we've got older kids. And so I see them sort of, you know, being helpful, I might add, as we, as we start traveling with them and the new baby. So I know this was kind of a longer episode today, but I kind of wanted to go through all of this. This was kind of really one of the things that made us get into blogging and sharing these things because I think that these logistics, they can really make or break your trip. And, you know, I'm a planner. I'm a worrier. I want to make sure things go well. And I know a lot of other parents feel the same way. So I hope that some of these tips and tricks really ease some of the anxiety you're feeling about traveling on a plane with little kids. Make sure that you check out episode 10 
which is five tips for getting your toddler to wear a mask on a plane. If you are concerned about that as well, and you know, we, I think we're going to have that for quite some time that our, that our little ones are still, that we're all going to be wearing masks on planes. And if you need more information or more resources on tips and tricks for traveling with toddlers and babies, make sure you grab our nine tips and tricks for traveling with a toddler and a baby. I'll make sure to link that in the description and in the show notes as well so that you can grab that. Totally different from what we talked about today, not specifically related to flying, but some really, really great tips and tricks for traveling with little ones to hopefully make your trip more enjoyable. So I hope you really enjoyed today's episode. I know I threw a lot at you. If you have any more questions, if you're if you're like, I don't understand this, go ahead and DM me on Instagram at messy underscore wonderful. I'll be happy to clarify, walk you through it. If you have a different situation, just reach out and let me know. And I hope y'all have a great rest of the day. Okay, so that is where we are gonna stop today. I'm gonna call this episode part one and next week we will have part two of our most helpful advice for flying with a toddler and a baby because y'all, this is just a jam-packed topic that we really love talking about and we have so much information that we want to share with you. So next week, get ready. We'll be back with part two of the most helpful advice for flying with a toddler and a baby. And if you're looking for any additional information in the meantime, you can definitely check out the show notes in the description. You can also grab our nine best tips for traveling with infants and babies. I'll make sure to link that in the description as well. And we can't wait to see y'all next week with part two. Have a great day, y'all. Thank you so much for tuning in and spending part of your day with us. If you love today's episode, be sure to share it with a friend. Any resources mentioned today will be linked in the description and you can always find even more details in the show notes. And remember, you can find us over on Instagram at messy underscore wonderful. We hope you'll subscribe to the show so you get notified when a new episode comes out. We'd also be so grateful if you take just a second to leave us a review. We appreciate your reviews and sharing about the show more than you know. See y'all next week.